0: Welcome to Next Up NXT. We are a fan recap podcast for the NXT wrestling show. Uh, my name is Nick, and my co-host is Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Hey, I'm doing. I'm doing
1: great. That was a great
0: introduction. Um, oh, doing, thanks.
1: Doing good. Yeah,
0: yeah. It is. We we've talked about when we record in the past. A lot of times we'll record in the afternoon, mm-hmm. or maybe even at night. NXT. Next up NXT nights. Yeah. Uh today is a little bit earlier because well I'm moving and and I just got a lot of stuff going on and you graciously uh moved the recording time so I appreciate that. Oh you're welcome. Uh I have a lot of open open time being a stay-at-home wrestling dad. Yeah. So yeah, no. no so it's you've great. got you've got that flexibility. I appreciate that. Um yeah, this was uh well, you know, I was going to get into the episode cuz I already asked you how you were doing. It's mm-hmm. weird to ask you how you were doing again, but we're recording now, so I want to know on the record. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Like I said, I am like Dean am- Ambrose, you know, I'm staying at home,
1: living off my wife's paycheck. Yeah. It's good. Uh I try to do some stuff around the house and then I'm like, I don't know what this hammer does. I right. just call someone
0: to do it. Um I'm good good i'm i'm also good i would say fair to middling um yeah we are we are going to be recapping and talking about nxt episode 496 this week yeah i'm glad that you're bringing the nxt numbers back i stopped, them back,
1: baby i stopped taking notes on the numbers because of that <laughs> real bad mistake i made a long time ago where we were just one off for like eight <laughs> weeks in a row. Yeah, and
0: everyone listening, and, and anyone who actually pays attention to the number of the episode would, they just turn the episode out there, oh, this is last week, so I'm well, done. All all the tweets
1: we would ever get were the thumbs down emoji, and I was like, what are you guys, what's wrong? And they wouldn't they wouldn't tell us. Right. It was just thumbs down the whole time. And then I figured it out, and now we get thumbs up. And now we'll get a thumbs up again, because you got it,
0: you brought it back, and you're right.
1: So, thank you.
0: Yeah. Well it's, I listen I've been I've been so busy and uh it, but it's nice to have one wrestling show that you can watch yeah. and it's pretty much jam packed with uh with action yeah and stuff that matters
1: yeah You know so. um you know what I did for the first well maybe you should ask what's what's next up what's next up Nick What's next up
0: Nick I mean Kyle uh what do you love about wrestling Oh, okay. Uh. Well. Yeah. We uh, we week. like to talk about what we love about wrestling. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, um, this week I put. You know. I got Kofi. I love yeah. Kofi. I've been a Kofi fan for a long. For the longest before even before the New Day. Yeah. And um, there's been this really cool. I know everyone. You know who who listens to this podcast doesn't necessarily watch Raw and or SmackDown, but there's been a cool sort of developing Kofi mania. Occurring and uh, it all started with a gauntlet match that he wasn't even originally in. Mm-hmm. He performed really well in that match, uh, and then he's repeatedly had chances at the title being stripped from him by the evil McMahons. Yeah, so um, that's leading supposedly or it feels like uh, to a WrestleMania moment for Kofi, and the crowd's really behind it. It feels good. The New Day, all are terrific promos. Daniel Bryan. Is a terrific promo mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's just working for me so I love that about wrestling what about you I can get behind that too because I, I was I have been
1: really invested with Kofi recently with this whole uh run at Daniel Bryan and with him being there for 11 years and he's like he wants his chance right I with how over that got with the crowd because I'm a contrarian by nature I I wasn't behind it, but the way he has been, like, delivering his promos and New Day being behind him and McMahon just being, just a, just a bastard, you know. Yeah, I am totally behind Kofi now, and I really
0: feel for the promos. I really feel for him. I think those promos are kind of real. I think there's like there's enough realness in that. Uh, Yeah, he really has been around for that long. And there have been moments throughout his career where fans have agreed, like this guy, you know, deserves more of a more of a spotlight. And yeah. McMahon's promo, basically saying that, you know, oh, okay, you've done some neat things in the Royal Rumble, um, but if you know, and you're you're a you're a Hall of Famer, but you're going in with the New Day. Yeah, you're not going in by yourself. And you know that that's not something that really matters that much, but it's something that fans pick up on and they care about. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. It's just like it's been well done. And uh I know that that Kofi and Daniel Bryan, like I'm I'm confident that they're gonna deliver good moments going forward.
1: Yeah. So. You, you know the thing that won me over this week, part of the promo, was when he was talking about being a dad. And um I being a dad, I totally sure. got that because I left two of my jobs or I didn't leave. I wanted to find something with more flexibility because I was missing time with Isla and those jobs required too much time away from the home, especially during the moments I was missing. She was a baby. She was starting to walk and all that kind of stuff. So when he was saying he he missed his son's first tooth coming out and like that really resonated with me and I, I was, I got totally behind him.
0: And now I want him to win, and I want want him to shove it down Vince's throat. (laughs) You know what job doesn't have a lot of flexibility is being a a WWE superstar, wrestler, whatever you want to call him. I mean, these guys are busy. They work a lot of holidays.
1: all over the place. Right. Always away from family.
0: Yeah. I could see that connecting. So this is what we love. We love Kofi. I mean, this is an NXT podcast, but... um, both of his partners as well in the new day, like they both are NXT products. Yeah. They come out of Florida championship wrestling slash NXT and their promos, like supporting their friend. Yeah. Also clearly very real. Like th- this is really, they've been saying this for a long time. They've yeah. been saying Kofi uh, deserves that push for a long time. And a lot for a lot of the time it was like, it's interesting. They're saying this because I don't see it on the horizon necessarily, but then it feels so naturally with, with Mustafa Ali getting injured, Kofi being entered into the, the gauntlet match and then having this great performance and then having an amazing match with uh, Daniel Bryan. It's just like, it's all coming together. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So anyway, that's what we love. Um, What's next up? You tell me. Oh, um, we've got, Oh yeah. We've got this. But yeah, kayfabe power rankings. It's where we, it's where we sort of like imagine the the power of each of these wrestlers on NXT, like wh- what their status is in the show, like what our perception of them is, and we deliver our power ranking. So, would you like to give your top five first, or would you like to m- me to start? I- I've got my list here. Let's just say them at the same time
1: and make it really difficult for people to understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make sure no one can hear. Or understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think, you know, why don't you go ahead and, sure. and then I'll follow you up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my top five, uh, Shayna. She's going to be a top person a lot, but I loved how she came in and totally owned that that moment during the match with um, Sh- Shirai and Belair. Uh, Champa, Gargano, Trent, and Velveteen Dream. Uh, Velveteen Dream didn't even perform this week, but he's got that overarching storyline of being the NA champ, and Matt Riddle, you know, kind of wanting to go with him. Um, but Velveteen always, always performing like the greatest promos, and then when he's in ring, he's better than almost everyone else.
0: Right. So and when you he's have be hard two enough. wrestlers on the caliber of like an Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, yeah, you know, vying for your title, yeah, then then that says something and and it and it it's, it feels appropriate um so yeah. yeah you can see that
1: i got obviously we'll talk about champ and gargano later but uh right. you know why those are on there but trent 7 like that's i've i I'm haven't had him on hear a top his name list from yeah. you yeah yeah and i think his performance here i want to talk about this during the match too but like he is selling and i don't know if i'm reading too much into this but he is Selling this idea that he is old and busted and he's getting caught a hell of a lot um, in the ring trying to save Tyler or trying to do things uh, that he might not be young enough for anymore. And I'll explain that later,
0: but oh that's gosh. what I got from this match because it happened a lot to where well, I'm I'll like, I'll say oh. one thing about Trent, and I think you'll agree, Trent yeah. Seven, like his, his like face... Yeah. His emotions really came through really well. Yeah. They always do, but in this episode, I just made a note of it because... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it in the match, but yeah, Trent Seven, definitely deserving. Yeah, yeah. He he was unbelievable. So who who were your top five? Well, you know what, Kyle? This show is really good. Like, a lot yeah. of wrestlers end up seeming like awesome and they can beat anybody because they're, they're built up really well on this show. My top spot also goes to Shayna Baszler... She appears to be just an absolutely dominant force on the women's division, um, but also just—I I don't know—like the way she carries herself, the way her matches go, uh, it's not—it's not the same as other NXT wrestlers. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's more grounded, it's more brutal, and when you put her in there with lovable hero characters, you really get the sense of danger. Yeah. Um, and she's also just held that title for a long time. So Shayna Baszler is uh, top of my list. What did you I've feel? Got,
1: I got to ask this question. What did you yeah. feel about Shayna getting the boring chant?
0: I I noted that. Um, I don't know. I think it goes back to what we've talked about before with, with style preference. Mm-hmm. And NXT does an amazing job of mixing different kinds of wrestling styles. I think you saw that just in like the match between uh, the Forgotten Sons and Mustache Mountain. Right. In the match with champa gargano and ricochet and alistair black so many names for this early in the morning oh my god um <laughs> yeah they're, they're they just do a good job of making different fighting styles work together um and i think shayna's style uh although like it appeals to me more than anyone else uh, on the roster this is the kind of wrestling that i prefer yeah i would i would prefer less of the choreographed flipping and and, and things and and she doesn't do that stuff she she grounds her opponents, and she, she really seems like when when you get in there with her that she's going to, uh, she's going to control the pace, and she's going to control where the match goes. Yeah, and she keeps it in between the rings for the most part, and uh, she keeps it slower for the most part, and that allows the hero character when they get a chance to. I need to stop using the word character. The hero (laughs) wrestler, when they get a chance to fire back, be it Io Shirai or Bianca Belair or Kairi Sane, with more flashy kind of offense, it just highlights it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's just so much strength in this. Now the crowd is keying off of her slowing the matches down and her getting people into holds. And maybe they view that as boring, but uh, first of all, i think as an audience member i'm always wanting to keep my interaction like within the story you know uh so fight forever not a big fan of that kind of chant or boring or whatever because it's all sort of fourth wall breaking and yeah that's to me just like lame so uh but it's their opinion and um it's they wrong. can have it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, I mean, if you've listened to us talk about NXT, you know that we're big Shayna fans. So, there's yeah, yeah. no surprise there. Um, other names on my list, the reason why I said NXT does such a good job is because my list is just like a, we use like this goofy system where we goofy. try to determine. It's kind of goofy. We like, we I don't look know, at man. Their, it's their scientifically
1: ability. proven to be scientifically accurate. And if I put the word scientifically enough in there, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna
0: have weight. This is science. This is science. Yeah. Um but yeah, I've got I've got other names on my list like Alistair Black, Kyrie Sane, uh, Pete Dunn, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. That's a lot Johnny more than Gargano. five names. There's more than five names. <laughs> I know I can't narrow it down. It's so hard. Um, but I'll just say at the top of my lists are Shayna Baszler, Alistair Black, Kyrie Sane. Pete Dunn, and I don't know Matt Riddle. So okay. there are more. There you know. Wow. Uh, Champa yeah. and Gargano are not even on the top 5. They for are, the last because, week that Kyle, we'll ever I, see Champa again. I ran the numbers. I did the tests. I did the science. Okay, Shayna Baszler is at the top, and then you have a three-way tie for number two, and then a f- like a seven-way tie for the next. So they're all bunched up together. Yeah, and I so Gargano and Champa and Dream and Belair, they're all up in that. They're all in the conversation. And you know what? Maybe I need to nut up and just give you a top five, but I didn't. I couldn't. I can't.
1: Champa and Gargano are in the conversation. That's the highest. that's the highest praise you can give them.
0: They're tied for third place. That's good.
1: This is the worst. I I don't know. I got to check your numbers. I think I may have messed up your... No, no.
0: You don't understand. (laughs) What I'm saying is they're all like up there. Uh, So you're saying you're like upset because they're low, but they're not. They're high. They're high on the list. Okay. You take...
1: Look, I count to five on my fingers because I can do that. And then I only have four fingers and thumb. Their number three is a pretty low
0: spot on on my five fingers. The show has like a lot of people. Yeah, I know. And the other people we're talking about are like Matt Riddle. Yeah, you know Bianca Belair, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet. Yeah, Alistair Black. Above all of them, I get it. No, they're not above. They're. Are you listening? They're tied. (laughs) It's a tie. Okay. For you, for me, they're above it all. Sure. Okay, got it. As long as we can uh, agree on that. Yeah, they... Uh, by the way, they, they're continuing to tell this story. Ah, uh, I don't want to jump the gun here. Wait, what do you so. mean continue? Are they continuing on Twitter to tell the story? I just... I, I mean, like... So, we've talked about it on the show before, but Champa's injured, and... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some beautiful... Uh, just more more repetition of what we've seen before. Because right before Ciampa went out last time, Ciampa attacked Gargano by throwing him into the LED board. And at the end of this, and yeah, we're talking about the end of the episode at the beginning of our podcast. (laughs) That's okay. Who cares? No, but at the end of this, Ciampa is, again, uh, going out for a while due to injury. Yeah. But you have this sort of like funhouse mirrored uh, situation where champa attempts to do the same thing he did last time and gargano turns it around on him we'll get into details though yeah later on okay yeah yeah let's do that but uh yeah so my my point is my power rankings are in shambles because everyone's looking real good heading into (laughs) takeover uh whatever yeah
1: here are my power rankings right it's uh let me name off all 51 names no i'm being you Oh, okay. Let you're me name me. all 51 names in NXT, and then uh, that's my power rankings.
0: Damn it, Kyle. We have a system, and I followed <laughs> the system, and now you're on me for it. I, yeah. I swear I'll have a top five next week Okay. because I can't deal with this kind of uh, abuse. Oh, okay. I just can't deal with it. Now, you uh, are calling yeah. me abusive. Okay. Your, yes, it. because I ran the number. I did the science. We talked about our math. We talked about our science, and I followed it. And uh, yeah, I should have just come up with a list of top five. I don't and know. Maybe Gargano would be on that list because he showed a level of cleverness. Mm-hmm. He he saw things coming a mile things coming a mile away. Yeah, and uh, he had his wife there to back him up. So maybe I maybe I bump him up a spot. He says maybe. on Twitter, "The face you
1: make when a plan comes together. I told everyone seven months ago that it was time to become the man I always was meant to be." Hell it's been yeah. a long road to get here. So uh yeah, he definitely
0: I, I love okay, we'll get to it. It feels I don't that want way. To talk it feels about like it he he yeah. just had the read on this the entire time. Oh my he god. Knew, he knew what Ciampa was about yeah. the entire time, and Ciampa didn't know. Ciampa didn't know Johnny was that clever. Right. I love it. Okay, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Because there's more to it. Okay, uh, what's next up? Next up, I think we're going to talk about this episode, episode 496 of NXT, which was the continuing of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, as well as a a match getting us to the women's title match. Yeah. Um, But first off, we had Mustache Mountain versus the Forgotten Sons.
1: Yes, we did. And Riker took his shirt off. That was good. Yeah, Um, he took his
0: (laughs) shirt off, and I was like, you're not in the match. (laughs) What are you doing, man? But he did, like
1: kinda do some stuff outside the ring, so then you're like, okay, yeah. I guess he needed a shirt off for that. Yeah, so. yeah. Maximum
0: airflow for, you know, your your cheating.
1: But yeah, you don't want someone to grab onto your vest and mess up your cheaty cheaty yeah. moment. Your tactics. Um, I do like Riker coming out at the beginning standing in the middle of the ring and like having a PTSD moment. Cause he's just kind of staring off in the distance, not really at the camera. And he won't leave because he's just in his own head. He's remembering that he forgot to do his finishing move.
0: That's yeah. his PTSD. Yeah. and then, No, uh, I love that he doesn't say much. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, something is clearly wrong with this man. Yeah. I just don't know what it is yet.
1: And then the, the bell rings and he like flinches and he's back. And then he
0: gets out of the ring. I, I yeah. really do like that about him. Yeah, um, and they they've teamed him up. I I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but like Jackson Riker is such an NXT name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then they've teamed him up with two guys with like more normal names, you know? Oh, Wesley and, feel- and uh, yeah, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. Steve, like their yeah, names are Wes almost Steve. almost forgettable. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they that like fits their character more because they are they're like the believably badass bruiser dudes. Yeah. who just work really well as a tag team, and um, they highlight Riker really well. I, I I like the group.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do like the group. I really, I like Riker more than Wesley and Steve, but I do accept Forgotten Sons as a good heel tag team because I do want to boo them for the right reasons, you know, and I think they do perform well. They've got yeah, really- Yeah, the matches are hot. Dominating moveset uh nice combo move sets uh with Wesley and Steve, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I like watching them. Uh I just want to see them develop some more because I think they can really get evil. Uh they can get some more dark move sets.
0: And uh yeah, I want to see where that goes. The the slow like rollout for them because contrast this with like the Street Prophets who from the beginning we've gotten to hear a lot from them. Yeah. And with the Forgotten Sons, we don't really hear much from them, but it's been this slow buildup, and now they're going to be featured in the finals of this tournament. And I just feel like this is a lot of momentum for those guys. Um, And then they're across the ring from Mustache Mountain, who they are doing a very... Like, you've already alluded to it, but they're they're doing a very specific thing uh, with Tyler and Trent Seven.
1: Yes. Which caught me off guard, because I... I don't see them a lot. They've been wrestling in NXT UK recently, so I don't see a lot of this build, but I really caught on to it here with this match where, um, well, let's rewind because a while ago we had talked about mustache mountain and I was, uh, or not, I was, but we were talking about how Tyler said he sees Trent as a father figure. And I didn't right. know the age difference, you know? Um, so then you come into this match and like Trent is just getting dominated from every angle. He's getting hurt. Uh, they're taking out his legs. Uh, when Tyler gets in trouble, Trent tries to help him, but then he gets just like caught from the outside or caught from a different angle from someone else. So he his awareness is like waning because he's getting older. And I love that story, right? That's so, part of it too.
0: And also they're just outnumbered here as well they're outnumbered yeah Um, and and it's not fair
1: right it isn't i guess yeah you're right it isn't fair but um do you think this is setting up a singles run for tyler again because you know we love tyler and he's love trent too i'm not saying trent's
0: bad or anything trent's on your top five
1: yeah trent's on my top five because he's really good but (laughs) tyler in a singles run we saw him do singles against pete dunn and those matches are like real classic but we haven't seen a lot of singles Tyler lately. Is Trent getting older? This story they're telling now, is this leading up to Tyler not getting mad at Trent that he can't perform that well, but he's going to split to save Trent's life?
0: I, I'm not sure uh, where it's heading like in the long run, yeah. but they have been doing a really good job focusing on their relationship. Um, yes, it's very much a a a mentorship yeah. that that Trent Seven has with Tyler Bate and what happens in the matches is that Trent Seven has some moments of offense but he is so good at selling yeah. I think this time it was a knee a knee injury yeah um he's so good at that and then Tyler Bate can come through with some pretty spectacular offense um but in the end yeah they were outnumbered in this match um, and and that ended up being their downfall because Jackson Riker gets involved. He mm-hmm. puts a leg on the on the ropes to save his teammate at one point. Yeah. Um. And he is. Yeah. He he's getting involved in physicality outside of the ring, um. But yeah, the the dynamic between Bait and Seven, that you do you expect it to go somewhere. Uh. And that'll probably I, I would imagine take place on on the UK show. Right. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know. Are, are, do you have an idea of where that will go? or Yeah. Okay. I,
1: I got kind of a salsa theory here with this. Okay. Where I, I see it like, I don't think Tyler's getting mad. I think he's getting worried. Because it's his. he sees Trent as his dad and he's like, or as a father figure, right? And you want to take care of your dad. Your dad's getting too old for this. <laughs> it's Mel Gibson. He's getting too old for this shit. Yeah. And... You need to save your dad. Your dad's having a midlife crisis where he thinks he's young enough to do all this stuff against Jackson Riker and anyone else on the roster and he's getting hurt. You got to save his life. So you say, I'm not going to wrestle with you anymore because you need to calm down. You need to just get on, (laughs) just be my manager or something. I don't know what he's going to say to him, but like, I don't want to leave you, but you can't do this anymore because you're going to die. You know? Did you
0: watch their uh, post-match interview? No, I didn't. So, uh, does any of that come into play? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, Trent Seven is much more frustrated uh, okay. with the interviewer. He's And he brings up the fact that they were outnumbered a number of times. Tyler right. Bate is more head down, just like, Mustache Mountain will bounce back. He just okay. says that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, wow. so, yeah, there's definitely frustration coming from Trent Seven uh, and it's a story I'm interested in seeing move forward because at this point I care about those characters and I like I like I care about their relationship yeah and how the losses affect their relationship
1: yeah I th- I think what would happen would be Tyler tells Trent you get you're you're gonna die if you keep doing this so we're we're I'm gonna end this for us Trent gets upset because he's like I can obviously still do this. So maybe that he challenges Tyler to let, uh, a match to prove oh, I like that, that he can still do it. And Tyler can't wrestle to his full ability because he doesn't want to hurt his father figure, his mentor, because he cares so much
0: about him. We talked a little bit about like Shana, uh being effective in highlighting her opponents. And yeah. in this match, I kind of saw the Forgotten Sons doing that same thing. Sure. Because the crowd was so behind Mustache Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's because Forgotten Sons are so good at just grounding their opponents mm-hmm. at just brutally taking them out and, and making you really feel like, Oh no, you know, they don't have a shot now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but you still had those moments with mustache mountain bait, I think got both of the Forgotten Sons up on his shoulders and did a little spin room, <laughs> um, Yeah. And that was fun. Uh, but yeah, you had seven preparing for a tandem maneuver and then Riker taking bait out on the outside. Seven is pissed, mm-hmm. gets distracted, and that's when the Forgotten Sons take advantage and end up winning the match. Yeah, yeah. So Forgotten good work sons by the Forgotten on. Sons to yeah. like use and 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 victimize their opponents and use their relationship and their their concern for each other against them. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Yeah, they're good smart. Stuff. Um, what's next, next up? up? Well, oh, we had oh. Matt Riddle, uh, who, like, is really curious if the North American Championship comes in bro size. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: I don't know what that means, but I guess we'll find out. Adam Cole interrupts, saying that it's his title shot to have, and then we got a match set up. Dude, the uh, the way Cole delivers this
1: too—it's not over the top; it's just subtle, and he's so good, point. man. Yeah, it's too. Yeah, he's serious he wants that back. You and, you
0: also totally believe that Cole would be like infinitely annoyed at a guy yeah. like Matt Riddle. Yeah, let me let me tell you something though.
1: Cole needs this championship because he is not he's not good at Apex Legends, man. He's not going to win a tournament there. He's got to yeah. stay a wrestler for real. I watched him play some Apex and it was whew, he's not good. And this is coming from
0: someone, you Kyle, are you good at Apex Legends?
1: I am uh better good. than Cole. I'm good on PlayStation. <laughs> I am awful on PC.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I then I agree then, you know, I didn't know about Cole being so bad at Apex Legends. That's pretty important. Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh no, I so Cole is starting to get desperate. Yeah. Uh a- along with the rest of Undisputed era and I think they, they work so well because if they're desperate, I'm super interested to see what they'll do. And if they're on top, I'm super interested. So like, and it's one or the other with those guys, they're not going to be okay with losing.
1: Yeah. I feel like there are two things with, uh, desperation too. So desperation could be, uh, you would fail miserably because you're so desperate or, which I think is the case with undisputed era, uh, their desperation is going to make them more dangerous. So I feel like Cole could come away here. I would I would love to see Cole win. Um God, I would love that. I just don't know. Cuz they've been building or at least, you know, what's his name? Uh Riddle is such on he's on a winning streak.
0: Yeah, he he Dominars appears everyone. very very strong. I mean, yeah. you know, if if you had some sort of a power ranking, yeah. if you were to do something like that, <laughs> he might be pretty high on your list. so Oh, uh, maybe yeah, no. tied uh, with 51 other people in third place? Man, yeah. it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's like eight. But yeah, um, but yeah the, we're setting up a match between Cole and Riddle, which I'm very uh, interested in because... And also, the, no matter who wins, it leads to a match with Dream. Yeah. And so the North American title scene looks very good right now.
1: I think Cole wins here because he's got Undisputed Era in his corner. Um, sure. Riddle doesn't have anybody. He could have Keith Lee, but I, I don't even think Keith Lee would come out in time no, to help. I him.
0: don't see I don't see Riddle as a guy who would employ the use of friends, right? Yeah, and you you wouldn't want him to because you no. you see him as someone who could overcome any challenge. Yeah, yeah, and so you would want to see if he could.
1: Yeah, exactly. What I want to see is Cole has undisputed area come out and weaken Riddle enough where Cole wins, but Riddle just never gets anyone else to help him, and he enjoys
0: uh trying to overcome three other guys. Now next up is something that probably sets us apart from a lot of the NXT universe which mm-hmm. is this being my favorite part of the episode is Shayna Baszler coming out. Uh yeah. the most the most powerful ra- we we've we've back and forth on our power rankings very contentious you and I. However, we agree on one thing. Yes. Shayna's Shayna's at the top She's the best So most powerful wrestler at NXT (laughs) Per my scientific rating system She joins commentary And immediately uh, Percy Watson is Needling her Is is Basically uh, antagonizing her And she just keeps saying like None of these people uh, Deserve a shot at my title You know she says Bianca's strong But she doesn't have what it takes to win I already beat her um, and this Io Shirai is just some nobody from Japan, another, uh, from Japan, another one, she says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Percy brings up the fact that Io beat Baszler in Japan, and Basler's pretty quick to say, well, that's because uh, the officiating was tilted toward Io, because it was in Japan. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Good little details there. Um, so, Shayna Baszler on commentary, Io Shirai makes an entrance, uh, and then... Bianca Belair future raw SmackDown superstar, Bianca Belair. Every time I see her, I think that's like she, she just would fit so well on raw or SmackDown. I think so too. Yeah. For real. Um, and then they have, they begin to have a match, I should say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They have it. What? Five minutes or something before Shanna comes out. But, um, yeah, it was okay. I like that. EO got a lot of showtime there, uh, I don't know what to say about the match. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, the match so we were so distracted by commentary during this match, but that that was the point. Yeah. We were supposed to be listening to to Shayna get get more and more just sort of frustrated at what she had to hear yeah. from commentary and it's at one point she just has had enough. Bianca and IO have had some back and forth in their match, but uh Shayna comes out to the ring and um she Basically just, you know, decimates the two competitors. Yeah.
1: What we see here, though, I thought was interesting was she walks up to the ring, like you said, but she pulls Eo out. The only time she had a good offensive move against EO was when Eo was in front of her. And EO um, catches Shayna off guard when she's behind her because she's the unknown. We've talked about eo being the unknown competitor for Shayna, and Shayna doesn't do well or doesn't do nearly well enough when she's fighting an unknown um and that's what scares her and we've seen that when she refers to eo she tries to write her off um when she's in the ring with eo she's the one who pins her uh because of the the tag match or whatever um so I feel like EO is the one that has the most chance because Shayna hasn't had an actual fight against her. But any time, except she, for the Japan match. Well, that was that wasn't a singles match though. That was
0: a tag match, right? No, um, I'm referring to a, a singles match they had in Japan. So Percy oh, Watson brings this up right. on commentary. Okay. Yeah, and and that's why that's why Shayna's just like, yeah, but you know, officiating in Japan, they they were tilted towards. Oh, okay. So they you did sure it. I. Okay, I got that. So they, they've they sprinkled that in a couple times. It's less important because it wasn't on NXT. Yeah. But the point is that her dominance is being questioned by commentary. Yeah. And Shayna... She doesn't like it. Yeah. ...gets angry and goes out to the ring to prove it. Yeah, I love that.
1: Because she, she want, she'll prove it physically. She doesn't need to talk about it. She's not a talker. Right. And she proved that on commentary too. She was just writing off whatever they tried to ask her or say to her. Um, Morrow even laughed at some point, and he was like, "Nigel, do you want to try to get this out of her?" And she's, he's like, "Oh, she's being perfectly fine. She just told us that none of them matter, and I believe her." You know?
0: Yeah, I'm Nigel. There, I'm yeah. not going to try to make her <laughs> yeah, mad. Like, exactly. I, I, I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, you know, let's talk about this match right now. Yeah. Um, and, and then eventually Kyrie comes out to try to make the save, and we don't, we're not going to get into the details, but like Basler puts everybody to sleep. Right, um, and I like where this leads because later in the episode we find out that Regal makes the match a fatal four way yeah. at Takeover, and I said last week that that might happen and that NXT does fatal four ways well, but I think I think making this a fatal four way makes so much sense because Shayna is making this statement like I'm I'm this dominant, yeah, and Regal is saying okay, prove it, yeah. That's scary for Shayna,
1: though. And she had that on her face, too, when she walked away. She was really mad because she knows if it's not one-on-one, she has way less chance of winning. Uh, Tell me now, Fatal 4... Tell me now. um, Sure. Fatal 4-Way. Do you just pin anyone and you get the title, or do you have to pin Shayna?
0: That's right. Whoever gets the first pinfall uh, becomes champion. Oh,
1: that is cra- That's gonna so crazy. That's going to be crazy. So Shayna again, yep. she
0: has full full reason to be upset about this yeah. and to be angry and I'm sure that she'll express that. Yeah. But at the same time, it makes sense that Regal makes this match because she interrupted this important contendership match. Yeah. Um and he is not going to allow that to prevent a match from happening. So I think he's doing the good thing as a GM in making this match. Um, and it just all it all makes sense. And sometimes when fatal four-ways or triple threats are made, it doesn't necessarily make sense why. Uh, in this case, I think she now, you know, with what she was saying, she now gets to back up her words.
1: I don't think we're going to even have a fatal four-way, dude. I think she's on her way to go talk to Shafir and Duke. Uh-huh. right now we saw her leave the interviewer at night she's taking that long walk over to Shafir and duke and she's telling them to go take out the legs of the three or maybe not three maybe two of the people i don't know who she's gonna choose but she's maybe they do hurt all three and a match can't happen and but it's shana so they have to oh, give like her a, a match tanya harding
0: yes. situation yes okay
1: and okay. so she hurts all, or they hurt all three competitors, and then Regal's like, "Well, Shayna's got to have a match, so I guess against Vanessa Bourne or Aaliyah <laughs> or
0: something, you know." So <laughs> she like, would eat them alive. Yeah, yeah. No, I. That's a four way that I, I think it, it will be if it happens. Assuming yeah. it happens, will I be interesting. Shafir and Duke
1: has to have something to do with this. Like they have to interfere somehow in the match or before. I don't know. It. I would think Shayna is going to be smart here because she is smart, and she doesn't want the fatal four-way to happen, so Shafir and Duke are going to hurt them before the match. So she either has to only fight one of those three or she fights someone completely different because they do such a damaging job against
0: just taking them out before the match. That I might be know. a little too much salsa for me. I, I think <laughs> that I think that the four-way is a great-looking match on this card. I think oh, we are going to see it Okay. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen, though. Holy crap. Shafir and For- Duke have to do something, though.
1: Like, if it's not before, they are going well, inter- to interfere. I'm not during. saying
0: they won't during the match, yeah. but that match looks like a good... That looks like a, a draw to me. Yeah, um, I'm, I think Because so. I don't know... Well, first of all, you have the element of Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane being buddies, yeah. and they're both in the match, and that's kind of BS, from shana's perspective however Uh they're both very honorable and i don't see them like i don't know i don't see them using that as some sort of a cheat i think they will compete against each other you think so you don't think they'll team up every once in a while oh you gotta have some team ups when you when you have those sorts of matches yeah and so yeah you know it's 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 safe to assume they will at some point uh but then you have Bianca in there, and she's a wild card because she's so strong, because she is so resilient. And, you you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of these people win.
1: Yeah. And so, not... You don't think it's ever... This would be such a weird moment. I don't think I would like it, obviously. But Kyrie just lays down and lets EO pin her.
0: Hell no. Okay, no, good. she's too honorable. She She's too That's honorable true. of a competitor and... I think she has a respect for the title. I think Shayna, she hasn't expressed as much of a respect for the title, but she carries it with pride, and she she's a competitor. She she is she is, and she I think she actually believes what she's saying. I think she actually believes she's that dominant, and I kind of believe it too. Like I don't know how you, I don't see anyone on the on the roster who beats her one on one. Consistently. Obviously, Kyrie's done it before. I think there are people who could who could pull out a, a win. Yeah. Um, but this opens it up and makes it much more of a question mark as to what's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I want to see more of a rain, but with going to main roster real quick, uh with Rhonda turning heel, that's what we were looking for was how are they gonna turn Rhonda heel oh to work gosh. in Shayna? They've done it. So Part of Rhonda me thinks Shannon is going to be going over there soon to uh, team up with Rhonda. That's That would be a force to be reckoned
0: with, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. my God.
1: Yeah. That That's the one moment I, w- I was just like, how are they going to do it? Because she's just this baby face that they're latching onto,
0: but they turned her real quick. Well, did I'm genuinely turned? excited about this match, yeah. like big time. And yeah, so yeah. I'm probably talking about it more than I should. Uh, did you have anything up? else you wanted to share? Any other insights from the Kyle from the Kyle for the Shayna thing. No, nah, I, I think, uh, EO has the best chance
1: to win because she's the unknown. And I've talked about that before, but just because Shana is a student of, uh, of reference. So like, if she doesn't have a reference, she is caught off guard and that's bad for fighters. They need tape to study their opponent. And she doesn't have a lot with that, uh, with EO. And Io is just going to catch her off guard. But since it's a fatal four-way, I mean, anything
0: can happen there.
1: Anything and, and can happen.
0: Great, great work by uh, Shirai yeah. and and Sane and Belair, all selling so well to Shayna. When when any of them are being choked out, I'm just like, <laughs> I like Shayna, but I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, my heart yeah. breaks yeah. a little bit. So she stands tall by yeah. herself, by the way, in the ring after this... Kerfuffle. Um, but then, you know, next up. Oh, well, hold on. Do okay, you think Shayna?
1: Okay. This is a question. Shayna has been getting her leg hurt a few times, right? In matches. So it takes out one limb. But if you take away one limb, you still got three. Can she do three chokeouts with one arm and two legs? Like one leg's got somebody, the other leg's got somebody, and one arm, or maybe two arms got. Okay, like one arm. Giant guy, somebody sea one-armed?
0: kraken, like like with tentacles, just going out, grabbing all the. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe if anyone could, she could. I would. Oh, that would be crazy. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's I how I want to end that segment. That'd be crazy. Right. What's next that, up?
0: <laughs> next up, we had a recap of Dijakovic and Lee, which I thought was happening oh. for this week for some reason, but it's oh, not. Yeah. It's happening next week, right? Well, you know, I'm looking forward to the match. I don't have a lot to say for that. No, because, just a little recap there. Yeah. Um, And then there was that Shayna backstage interview um, where she says she attacked the other women because she wanted to prove there's no one worthy to challenge for the title. Right. Uh, It doesn't really prove that. I mean, and so Regal is giving her a chance to really prove if she can if she can come away with the victory in a four way uh, without help, especially she'll prove what she's saying. I'm with you. I I think there's a, a good chance she gets some help. But, you know. We'll find out. Yeah. I, she's of the
1: mindset, if you're going to screw with me, I'm going to screw with you. So she's obviously going to get that help. That's where
0: she was going. Yeah, um, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. What's next up?
0: Well, what's next up is the main event because yeah. this this episode, sort of like last week where all the matches are long and good uh, yeah. or important. Well, actually, so the last match we talked about wasn't very long, but it was a, it was a big segment in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had Ricochet and Alistair Black make their entrances with each of their own like separate entrance music. And then DIY makes their entrances entrance together with mm-hmm. the sh- with the blue t-shirt, with the DIY yeah, music. That looks so and good. I, and in hindsight, this is great because it turns out Ricochet and Alistair Black are the better team. Yeah. Like they they actually are clicking, whereas DIY Uh, no, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, well, they're they're... not really DIY, you know, they're right in their hearts
1: aren't there, you know? Um, I like it when they came out in DIY uniform, like you said, um, but Champa points at the trophy, Johnny looks at the trophy, he like bends over, looks at the trophy. And then when he looks to his left over his left shoulder, he's looking right at that NXT title, then looks up at Champa's eyes and you're like. Here we go. You know, they're just he keeps building it. I love his I love his eye play.
0: Good eye play there. His eye play. I've is... never heard that I don't know if I've so... ever heard the word eye play, but that pretty much nails it.
1: <laughs> I think so. Johnny does a lot of eye play these two years. Dude, I saw I couldn't believe it. The last time uh or when Champa turned was two thousand seventeen in May. This has almost been two years. Insane. Because he was hurt for so long after that turn, but I thought it was only a year. I didn't think it was two
0: years. That's crazy to me. Anyway, yeah, Ricochet and Black. I, I, yeah. I know th- this is a little bit off what you were saying, but like they're such a good team. Like I would not have seen this coming. Surprising. But like, yeah, yeah, they, they are. They are an amazing uh, team together, and and I really like their interactions. Yeah, They're You talked about it being like this light and dark thing uh, yeah. with Alistair Black representing the darkness and ricochet yep. this hero of light really they're both uh really great baby faces mm-hmm. with different styles um but both their styles are fast and flashy yeah and i don't know i they're just so cool together um which is it, ricoch- surprising like i
1: like watching them together it's a weird feeling for me when i watch them because i like them and i like watching them together but i also don't like it at the same time because it doesn't make any sense. Well, you um. know
0: that they're both you know that they're both like strong singles competitors. Right. It's and they and it's you get the mix. feeling that they're going to be once again. And so yeah. how they end up not being a team at some point, that's what i'm interested to see with them. Like what happens? Is it Oh, i
1: think Alistair gets met Alistair is a lone wolf. We see this even with these matches that they've been having. Where Ricochet is like a puppy, man. He he copies Alistair Black. Uh, <laughs> it, if we go by Michael Cole and Alistair Black is this moody emo kid, um, the the worst thing you can do Don't to the, do to him is copy him. He wants to be his own person, and Ricochet is copying his every move, trying to show him that he's there for him, uh, smiling at him. <laughs> you know, like just following him around like this little puppy. Black doesn't even look at him. You know, when when uh, Ricochet sat down, did the crisscross applesauce? Mm-hmm. He does the crisscross applesauce. Looks at Alistair Black. Alistair Black didn't even
0: give him the time of day to recognize it. I have a and, kind of a crazy question for you. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been, I can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Did. Gargano purposely lose this match. Yes. Yes. That was yeah,
1: I wrote oh, let me get to my bolded notes. I bolded this. That's how That's how uh amped up I was about this. Now, it
0: was Champa who ended up getting the pin off of Ricochet's finisher, which yes. we had seen a lot of black mass, but this time Ricochet gets the pin on Champa, yeah. but what led to that was Gargano's knee not working anymore basically
1: no that that was uh yeah he faked that right he faked it to
0: weaken champa he faked it to weaken champa in the ring (laughs) this is crazy i love in in the middle of a tournament so like before when you were talking about gargano losing on purpose i just thought no yeah no gargano would never do something like that and then he does totally what happened yeah that's totally what happened here
1: yeah, yeah, it was over the top. I mean, like, good over the top, right? Like, yes. you, you felt suddenly anyone who is fully behind Johnny has to be on Ciampa's side or at least feeling bad for Champa. here. This is a crazy turn not where me. Johnny is being a jerk, right? Because you yeah. want DIY to be back together. That's fans are chanting DIY. You love seeing them together. And then Johnny is, like, not even trying to get back into the ring he's just sitting out there Champa goes to check on him so there are a couple things here where Ch- you can see Champa's heart kind of started to
0: turn but well Champa Champa wants this team together so long as yeah. it means success for him well because, he's yeah and, and gargano knows that he yes. knows that if he feigns an injury and they lose the match ostensibly because of that injury Champa will be Champa will be pissed off. But no, here here's the thing. This is so beautiful this is the most beautiful moment. We are yelling at each other about this. This is beautiful. Yo, this is a, beautiful- <laughs> this <laughs> is a good story, man.
1: There are so many beautiful moments here that we have to take note of. And let me go through the list I have real quick and then we'll, then you can say if I was crazy or not. But anyway, so uh so first Johnny fakes the leg injury, right? Champus mm-hmm. shows that he has a little bit of heart in him that he's like developing this brotherly love again that is always there because they were best friends he goes and checks on him johnny's like no i'm all right and then champa's like okay i'll go take care of it and champa loses the match after the match champa is sitting on the apron with goldie johnny is down on the ground still hasn't even moved and uh candace comes to check on him um champa you see he's holding goldie he puts for the first time ever, he is not going to hold Goldie like a baby. He puts Goldie down. He goes over to Johnny, leaves Leaves Goldie unattended. He leaves the newborn baby. If you are a parent and you have a baby, you're not going to leave your baby unattended on right. a wrestling apron. The hardest part of the ring, you don't leave your <laughs> baby on the hardest part of the ring. That's so right. he goes over there and he checks on... His best buddy. Like, his heart has changed. He's checking on him, right? The injury at this point, he feels bad
0: for Johnny, right? Well,
1: then they okay.
0: S- so, I don't know because no, but by the I'm time they done. get to the top of the ramp, I know. that's not the case. I know. Because.
1: So, Johnny's testing him, right? He's giving him so many chances. Right. Uh, he's giving Champa so many chances to become the better person here. And Johnny falls. The last, this is the last test, right? Champa passed test one over on the outside of the ring where he left Goldie on the mat to go check on Johnny. Passed with flying colors. Up the ramp, Johnny falls to test him again just to make sure what he's about to do should happen, right? He, he wants to go through with the plan. He tests him again. And you see Champa's face just like completely turn ice cold. Like he is can't believe it hands on hips uh he saw that moment as weakness and that turned his heart right there like i feel like he did two turns he was a good guy right before the ramp and then johnny faked the the fall and champa turned again and he was bad guy champa and he <laughs> this is another beautiful moment champa grabs johnny about to throw him, Johnny plants the fake injury foot.
0: Right. And Ciampa and we, looks down. We in. see it immediately and it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah.
1: Champa looks down at that leg and he's like, what the fuck? This leg is supposed to be hurt, but it ain't. And Johnny just smiles and throws Champa into the titantron.
0: He throws him in. Yes. Like exactly, exactly how we talked about it. And Gargano, I believe, was going to continue to test Ciampa until he, Ciampa broke. But yeah. I think he was also anticipating what happened. I think he knew oh, I think yeah. he knew deep down that Ciampa wasn't going to stand for weakness and, yeah. and and that the the bond and the friendship wasn't real. It was just it was just to, all to serve Ciampa's ego. Yeah. And Johnny knew that. And so he knew that if he continually tested that that bond, that Ciampa would be done with it. Yeah.
1: I I also think, and here we go, this is conjecture here, this is me doing salsa again, I guess. But I think it makes sense, and I think it makes it more beautiful, and I don't think it's, it's not over. I think this no. wasn't the plan because Ciampa gets hurt. I want to see, this is what I want to see, I want to see... The reason why Champa got hurt was because of this throw into the Titantron, and he gets he gets better over however long this takes, and he comes back, and we continue the story from there, because the full circle we talked about before was Champa throwing Johnny. It started with Champa throwing Johnny in the Titantron, and then the end of the circle ends with Johnny throwing. Champa into the Titantron, but also getting the title. I think I'm wrong with that circle, because the circle actually started with DIY, them as best buds, them as loving a loving friendship, inseparable. The end is them getting back to that. So maybe Johnny feels bad for breaking Champa's neck, and then over time realized he shouldn't have done what he did, but also Champa maybe realizes... That he was in the wrong too, and we have this like crazy heart to heart when he comes back. I don't know well, with
0: with yet another betrayal, and this was like Maybe. two yeah. betrayals in one. Yeah, uh, that to tell that story would take even longer because you would have to you would have to be able to believe that they've yeah. both changed. I think they um, can tell it, and right, I I, I agree. I'm just saying it would take yeah. a long time because right now what we have is a new. Fresh Johnny Gargano, who has proven that he he now has the read. Yeah, he has the read on Champa. Yeah, uh, and and you were right in the sense that this whole time where it appeared that Champa was this puppet master, and and Ci- Gargano allowed Champa to believe that. Yeah, he in fact he built that up in Tommaso Champa with the goal, I think, of of breaking of tearing it down. Right, and this moment. Um, even though it feels like this may have been rushed due to the injury, it they still it was still awesome. Yeah. And it still oh, I, feels like a, an appropriate chapter in the story. And um, I just now, as a fan, looking at Gargano, have way more respect for his intelligence because yeah. he clearly knew Gargano, uh, clearly had the read on Ciampa and was steps ahead. Yeah. And... That's cool to see because it used to be Champa who was the one who was ahead, yeah. And yeah. now it's Gargano, and it's this back and forth. Uh, and even though Champa is going to be out for a while, uh, there's still plenty of anticipation for what happens next with those two.
1: Yeah, I I hope they tell the story with uh, Champa's recovery. Like, I just want you know, over time they don't have to do it all the time, but you know, we check in with him, see how he's doing. And we just see this kind of like more thoughtful Champa or something. I don't know. I, now I'm just I have another question up. too because yeah.
0: like I, I want to know and I, I want to tell you what my reaction was. But first yeah. I want to know the moment that Johnny planted that foot and, and attacked Champa, what did you feel? I
1: I felt a lot of stuff. I mean like <laughs> I was excited that I was right that this was happening. Like I felt so in tune with this story. I was like, I cannot believe how perfect this has happened. Like it felt so cool to see that. But also, um, I felt bad for Champa. Like I okay. felt I felt bad for Champa when he put down Goldie and went over to Johnny because I really felt like he was turning. And um we see his heart actually opening up for the first time. Because he's never we have to we have to yeah, remember he never puts wasn't down that true title because
0: twenty seconds later he's like screw this guy I'm gonna attack him again well, so it wasn't real like it it was it was conditional it was like okay yeah. well we can it was the start of continue. something yeah but fr- he he, yeah. he loses patience twenty seconds later I don't feel like that's a real I don't know man term. I lose patience
1: like that all the time so like. When Champa put his hands on his yeah, but hips, yeah, you don't.
0: When, when you lose patience, you don't punch me in the face. No, but, okay,
1: yeah, I don't punch anybody in the face because <laughs> you know I mean? was going to use my daughter as an example. So, right, I, you know,
0: nothing violent there. But yeah, but you wouldn't do something because what Champa was about to do was going to separate them again, potentially forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess
1: I can't make that connection. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say like, uh, you know, which my daughter's asleep. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I love my daughter. She's great. I, she, you know, I, I spend so much time with her. I love all these moments. And then she wakes up, she does something stupid because she's five years old. And I'm like, yeah, she's already five years annoyed. And she's your daughter. So, you know, yeah, yeah. she's
0: got a little bit of the stupid gene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And I'll get annoyed. And then all those feelings of like. I have a lot of the stupid gene. So yeah. I can say that. Anyway, I, I feel like it, it's. I feel for Champa. Like he, yes. he loves Johnny, but he gets annoyed. And when you're that close to someone, I forgot what the quote comes from, but there's a quote about how you fight with someone because you feel close to them. And when you're that close to it someone, it matters more. You can go from so much love to so much hatred because you're that close. And I think there was even a stand-up. Yeah, yeah, Chris Rock talks about how Chris Rock, there was a stand-up where he's like, I love my wife, but sometimes I want to kill her, you know? I think that's the love that Champa has with Johnny and Johnny okay. has with Champa. That it's just so deep that it can be super high and super low. They just I have present, to figure
0: out how to work that through. I want to present my, an alternate view. Yeah. I, the way I see Champa, his character, is that it was totally conditional. It was, okay. I... He, what he really loved was this story he had built in his mind of, I control this guy. Uh, and yeah. I, I, you know, I'm the leader of this relationship and I'm two steps ahead. And I, you know, I will help him and I will empower him so long as it empowers me and helps me. And so when he loses patience at the top of the ramp, 1 Gargano sees it coming because he knows that the connection isn't true and yeah 2 it just shows to me it shows that Champa uh just decides that you know what this isn't worth it he's not on my level yeah. and I'm going to prove that again
1: I can see I can see that that does sure. make sense
0: yeah um, but I can see it your way too and and the fact of the matter is that we're going to have to wait a long time yeah <laughs> to learn more about where Champa's head was at uh, but Gargano to me comes away looking like he's figured out the game
1: yeah yeah. And, the moment we see like a check in with Champa, and there's like a picture of him and Johnny the way, and stuff at the wedding on the mantle or something you know
0: I think look, Candace was she also the whole time she was like protesting Johnny I feel yeah. like she was in on it oh
1: yeah I'm still thinking she's, she's the
0: one who knocked out Alistair Black and she's well <laughs> She's grinning as well, like yeah. when after oh in my the God, aftermath yeah. when Champa is on the ground and Johnny. So I want to tell you my reaction when when this happened. Johnny plants his feet and he says no, and he attacks Champa. I just felt great because yeah. to me it was total total redemption for Johnny's huh. character. Oh, um, made me hate him. It it made me it it <laughs> it showed me that he learned every lesson he needed to learn and that. He is no longer going to allow this asshole to um to do these things. Yeah, and in fact, he is ahead of the game, and he has the read, and he knows. So, like, I I felt very triumphant in that moment. I think Gargano is a heel, um, yeah, in, in the ways being presented right now, but still, he is a more clever guy. Uh, he ends up, I don't know, he ends up being the. Uh, the winner of this chapter. Yeah. So, I felt a little bit of like equilibrium being restored because for so long Champa was the guy who got the better of the relationship. He has the oh. NXT title, uh, and now now Gargano makes that step toward No, actually, I'm I'm the guy.
1: I got to I got to throw this out there too. I still think Champa won because Champa in order for Johnny to win, he had to become Champa, and he did not want to do that from the very beginning. And now he is Champa, like the way he was even speaking on the ramp when he took out Champa was the same cadence as Champa, the same gravelly kind of tone, same like rocks in his throat kind of speaking. Um, he now is Champa, and I think that makes Champa laugh.
0: Even though no gets- so so Champa now is is uh reaping the the fruits of his evilness, yeah, and he's but so I don't necessarily seeing it as him winning by bringing Gargan to the dark side. I just see that both as being victim to pride yeah um, and and so it will be this sort of back and forth of these guys screwing each other over and really like. Who wins in that? Like, yeah. like that's that's just both of these guys allowing their pride to um, get the better of them. But for the moment, Gargano is ahead of Champa in terms of uh, he just he just saw all this coming, and yeah. so I just I I, I I thought that was a cool moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I loved it. It was great, and I hate that Champa is actually like, really injured, but right that it, it has set up such a great. Uh, redemption story, if that's what they're going to do. Like, anything they do from now on, because it's not over. They have a lot of time to figure it out and a lot of time to execute it. And I think it's going to be better well, than what they had in mind for the original. I'll tell you what,
0: what, when you got... And you don't want an injured Champa because right. they, they could have kept telling the story. Yeah. But once you have Champa injured, this is the best possible way to handle it, I think. I think oh, they just... Oh, yeah. I, I, it didn't feel... Like it, it felt like they had to move the story along quicker than they would have otherwise, but the fact that he's going off with this injury and that Gargano had this triumphant moment as far as their interactions go. Yeah. Um to 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 send him off, I don't know. I, I just like I'm so pleased with how that went. So yeah. Yeah, like I definitely wanna see Champa back just because I wanna see that guy get better. He is an amazing part of the show. Um but the anticipation for what happens next is still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So, well, I rest my case. Damn, Kyle, <laughs> I do too. That, <laughs> that was like that, so good. That's, yeah, they they nailed it. Um, <sighs> do we have anything else to talk about on this episode? No, I think that was the the end. Yeah, that was the the end. And extra points for Candice coming in at the end and just being great. Like she yeah. was just a great part of that. Because at first they're both carrying Johnny and Candace is like not doing it as much. And so I was like, why? Like, why isn't Candace supporting Johnny as much as Ciampa seems to be? Yeah. But it all makes sense by the end of it because Ciampa had to be, um, basically goaded into attacking Gargano and tricked into thinking that Gargano was defenseless, which he was not. Right. Yeah. So beautiful, beautiful clap, 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 clap,
1: clap. Wow. Um, if you listen to us and you're like, "Damn, I really want to support them," but you know, not really, not with money. Uh, you can leave us a four star review. Yep, four star
0: review. I sometimes I speak and it runs together. Four stars or higher, but you know, yeah, we we've talked about this being the second best NXT podcast. Um, yeah, four stars gives us room to improve kind of like on the power rankings, you know, if you, if you, no one has a 10, no one has a 10 on my list because I want everyone to have room to improve. So like, uh, you know, give us four stars and that'll be like good motivation. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree.
1: So yeah, four star review anywhere you can leave a review. It could be Podbean, iTunes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. We got our uh, Anchor updated their stats page. And we could see where people are listening from. And a lot of our listeners are on Earth, 100% of them. And uh,
0: most live in California. Is that right? Yeah. I thought that was crazy. You know Um, what? California has a really, really healthy pro wrestling scene. I guess you're right. Independence and, you know, the big companies show up there a lot, so... I envy you California folks. Uh yeah. not too much though, because St. Louis has some cool stuff going on Pfft. as well. I but... mean, yeah, cool stuff, but man, I yeah.
1: Sick you know, of the, sick of the weather. That's all. Yeah. Who Any better yeah. weather?
0: No doubt. Um, but let's not get into weather talk. Thank you for listening in <laughs> California or wherever you're yeah. listening from. Um and uh oh crap. What d- didn't we have a way that we were gonna end the show? Uh I'ma be gone. I'm going to be gone.